police in the morning. When a disease turns all of humanity into the living dead, the last man on Earth becomes a reluctant vampire hunter, restored in the original black and white. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Here we view B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Well, we're back after a, a, an unscheduled hiatus with, you know, none other than quarantine month, pandemic month, whatever you want to call it. Can't leave your house month. And, you know, we're going to, of course, visit one of the original pandemic movies, at least in my view, the 1964 classic Last Man on Earth, starring the legendary Vincent Price. You heard what the Amazon Prime description had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Where are we going, Paul? Alright, let's start with the top first. Go ahead, then. Alright, so this movie was a somewhat faithful adaptation to the book it was based off of, um, I Am Legend. It deviated from the source materials in some ways, which were pretty significant in my opinion, but it definitely, like, kept the spirit of the original together, and I don't mind if things take take um creative liberties but you know it is nice to see when things are at least trying to be somewhat faithful number two the vampires in this film were basically from what i can tell like prototypes of modern day zombies this like this came out four years before night of the living dead so i have a hard time believing that george romero wasn't somewhat inspired by that i know he's inspired by the book version but the book version they're more vampires than anything else so it's kind of cool seeing that this was like just how much influence this had on later movies about post-apocalyptic worlds and you know living dead and all that stuff and number one vincent price is just awesome his inner monologues which i normally hate as a narrative tool were actually really cool and you know helped create this eerie ambiance and really emphasize the horrific nature of his predicament So, b before I get into it, you know, spoiler alert, in case you haven't seen this movie in the last, you know, 60 or so years that it's been available. Um, number three, while so many movies portray the apocalypse as exciting and things constantly happen, this one takes a more realistic approach and just shows you how mundane and repetitive it would actually be. But it does it in a way that's just, like, enlightening to, yeah... Don't think I'd want to be that guy. Yeah, I definitely think Vincent Number Price being the main character helped out with that. Oh, yeah. Number two. Every scene in this movie has a purpose and serves to explain or what is happening in the world around Vincent Price. There's not a shot in this movie that's wasted on anything. There's no filler. It's just telling you the story and giving you more background to it. And number one, I have to agree with Paul, Vincent Price, his narration and inner monologue, while normally a heinous part of any film, takes this one to the next level of enjoyability. But he also plays Robert Morgan, a badass vampire killing machine. He spends all day doing nothing but preparing and killing. You know, in three years, he single-handedly decimated nearly half a city's worth of vampires. How many characters can actually claim 
that level of badassery. He's a very underrated vampire slayer. So what about the bad here, Paul? What's your bottom three? All right, number three, with the obvious exception of Vincent Price, most of the acting in this movie was just atrocious, even by 1960s standard. Everyone just sounded like they were struggling with their lines or didn't really know how to go about it. Like, fortunately, there aren't many people in it that have much dialogue, but, yeah, maybe it's just that they were overshadowed by Vincent Price, but it, it was pretty bad, especially... I, I hate saying it, but, like, the lines from, like, his daughter and his wife were just... I, I hated every scene they were in because they were just that bad. Number two. While I'm glad the inner narration was done by Vincent Price, it's still a narrative tool that I don't really like and I don't think was really necessary. Usually, showing and not telling is a good strategy, and... I think this movie pulled it off, but just barely. And number one, I'm not really sure why every adaptation of I Am Legend that I've seen seems to kind of miss the point of the book entirely. They make the cure like such a vital part of the conclusion and turn the protagonist into like some righteous hero fighting these like inhuman monsters, which isn't what the original is about. Like, like, the Will Smith version, the whole point of the of it was, you know, realizing that these things were not actually, like, just these mindless killers, but they fucked that up in the end. And this movie just kind of makes it so that, so that um, Robert Morgan's um, character is, like, this unquestionable hero. And that really, it, it, at that point, it's like, why bother making an adaptation of I Am Legend when you're not even really going to try to go with the original themes or anything like that, even if you change it up. Like, and this movie sort of stayed true to it, but it seemed to struggle between doing its own thing and staying faithful to the original, and I don't think that the ending was really, really worked out, to be honest. So for me, number three. This is not the only movie version of the book I Am Legend. And the other one, I Am Legend with Will Smith, is fucking terrible. Like, this movie, again, doesn't stay as true to the book as it could, but it does such a better job than the other adaptation. Without question. Number two, again, spoilers, guys, Vincent Price dies at the end. Sad moment. Sad moment indeed. R.I.P. But number one, in the end, instead of taking any real weapons from the armory and the police station, Vincent Price takes a couple of smoke bombs, which basically ensures his own demise when this group of, I guess, half-vampire people are chasing him down with guns and spears. And he really doesn't take any true way of protecting himself. We've extensively talked about Vincent Price's narration, and this film does have quite a bit of dialogue. However, I could never live with myself, you know, taking so much of his dialogue out of context to have a good old-fashioned quote war. So I think we're going to have to skip it this week. Yeah, most of it's not great dialogue, but it's made great by Vincent Price, so 
Yeah, it's kind of a very in-context kind of thing. So unless we can bring him back to life, I I don't think we should really um, attempt at it. But if you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to let us know about it, please leave it in the comments below. That brings us to our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. Wait, I fucked that up. Opposite that. <laughs> 10 bad, 1 good. Uh, it's the virus. Blame it on the virus. Blame it on the virus. Are we just, are we just rolling? We're yeah, just we're rolling. just rolling. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I give it a 1 out of 10. I give it a 4 out of 10. I feel that The Last Man on Earth is a much more down-to-earth apocalypse film than most. It focuses on the last days of Vincent Price, when he is the only true man left. A much better version of the book I Am Legend than the movie I Am Legend. Here we see a compelling story, good acting from Vincent Price, and of course, you know, it's just a truly wonderful film that I feel wholeheartedly has stayed to the test of time and remained a truly enjoyable classic. Last Man on Earth is arguably the first zombie movie, predating Night of the Living Dead by four years. The film is set in a post-apocalyptic world filled with reanimated zombie-esque monsters who exist only to torment the, the living. The influence both both the film and the novel had on this kind of on this genre is very clear. The unsettling atmosphere of this post-apocalyptic world becomes increasingly horrifying as we delve deeper and deeper into the nightmare protagonist Robert Morgan calls reality. Played by the amazing Vincent Price, Morgan's struggle for survival and sanity becomes our own, making for a terrifying existential experience. As an adaptation of the classic novel I Am Legend, The Last Man on Earth brings Richard Matthews, Matheson, sorry, uh, world to life, but struggles to balance between faithful rendition and forging its own identity. As such, the climax comes off as a jumbled mess of ideas that fail to come together in a satisfying conclusion. Was Morgan a sane man in an insane world, or a madman, unable to accept the world around him? These were themes and questions present throughout the book, but were sadly missing from the film, which chose to settle for less than exciting chase scenes and a hero's death which ultimately rang hollow. I hope that one day we'll finally have the pleasure of seeing a faithful adaptation of Matheson's, Matheson's masterpiece novel. Unfortunately, this movie was not it. However, it was definitely better than the 2007 Will, Will Smith version. And there you have it. But in case you, you know, feel a little differently from this about this movie than we did, here are some ways that you can Drink away the snick. Drink away the snick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the snick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this movie, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Vincent Price mentions mirrors, take a drink. Number two, every time he finds a vampire during the day, take a drink. Number three, whenever Morgan replaces something, anything, take a drink. Number four, anytime a body is thrown into the pit, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's pandemic month, every time you want to go somewhere other than your house while you're watching this movie, take a drink. Every time Morgan's daughter whines about going blind, take a drink. Every time one of the monsters cries, 
Morgan, take a drink. Every time a body is burnt, take a drink. And every time Morgan talks about going to the lab, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros. Or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our, th- all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are provided below. We've come to the end of week one here for Pandemic Month, which obviously means Last Man on Earth is in first place. But, you know, next week, we've decided to take a look at, you know, some something that's become just about everybody's friend during this pandemic. You know, the toilet. And I've acquired a movie from our friends over at Sub Rosa Cinemas that uh, relates directly to this. From 2018, we're going to take a look at Death Toilet. I hope this isn't a shitty experience. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over there. I'm seeing